Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Doctors Who Create. My name is Darlena Liu. I'm one of the podcast producers and I'm currently a second year medical student at the NYU School of Medicine. We have a very special spotlight series for you listeners this month. Throughout this month, we'll be having episodes every week rather than every month. And each of these episodes will focus on a different area of medicine and creativity. So we'll have medicine and improv, medicine and writing, medicine and art, and medicine and dance. We hope you enjoyed this special series, which was made possible by the Master Scholars Program in Humanistic Medicine at the NYU School of Medicine. This paracurricular program promotes scholarship and creative pursuits at the intersections of medicine with the arts, humanities, and social sciences. The program includes the Rudin Fellowship in Medical Ethics and Humanities, which provides mentorship and funding to medical students and residents pursuing research projects in medical humanities and bioethics, and also hosts a variety of interesting seminars and mini courses on topics like art and anatomy, medical improv, and so much more. Speaking of spotlights, we're going to be starting our discussion with medical improv. You might be wondering, what exactly is medical improv? That's a question that many of my friends had for me when I told them that I had signed up for a medical improv class last year. In a paper published in the journal Medical Teacher in November 2018 by Dr. Jeremy Retzmovitz and colleagues, on the role of improv in health professional learning, a scoping review. They define medical improv as using the principles and training techniques of improvisational theater to improve cognition, communication, and teamwork in the field of medicine. Which then brings us to the question of what exactly is improv? Well, improv is a type of collaborative storytelling, theater, oftentimes comedic, where the actions and the phrases said by performers are not scripted. Everything is spontaneous, and there's definitely a high degree of collaboration between the different actors in building a story and building an environment. What started off as a way of teaching drama games to children became a whole performance art, and then that performance art began being used and applied to the business world to teach people skills of communication. And now it's being offered to medical students, residents, and physicians. I took a class last year through the Rudin Program in Medical Ethics and Humanities. This class has been the brainchild of Alex Estrella, a medical student who had started the seminar as a Rudin Fellowship project and conducted some research on the impact of improv on doctoring. The class itself was taught by Nick Canellis, our wonderful instructor from Magnet Theater. Nick also stars in a two-man improv show called Trike. If you haven't seen that yet, you should definitely check it out when you're in New York City. But I'll let Nick tell you the rest himself. I'm an improvisational teacher and actor here in New York City. Uh, I went to school for theater. I do not know much about medicine other than that I've been to the doctor and, you know, who hasn't? The way I got started teaching this class is I um, taught Alex Estrella for a little bit and uh, in a practice group so they would meet every Monday and we would do different exercises uh, and he thought that it would be useful for people to um, who, were, who were involved in medicine med students and doctors to uh, have some of these skill sets um, so he kind of set it up to teach a class about how improv should be useful for, for medicine um, which Again, like I said, I don't know much about medicine myself, but uh, I do feel like improvisational skills can be 
good for any field that you're in, whether it's medicine, business, any anything that involves working on a team or even just uh, being creative. Um, I think it's it's helpful. Nick also shared with us a little bit about how his medical improv class was different from his typical improv classes that he teaches. I think the main difference uh, for me was the the size of the class, where the, the first day it was more students than normal, and then by the end it was you know like a smaller number, and the um, the weeks off was a little bit different. Normally it would be like every week. Other than that, um, it's, it's very similar. Oh, and the, the class is a little shorter. Like most classes I do are three hours. This was an hour and a half. Um, uh, but other than that, the, you know, the exercises are, are the same. And so it's, uh, it's, it was pretty comparable to a, a normal improv class. Other than the debriefs also. Normal improv class, you don't say, how does this relate to medicine? We did have a lot of debriefs after each exercise. We talked about how we could use the skills that we've just learned and practice in our everyday lives. A lot of them were focused around skills uh, related to communication, to listening, uh, to being more aware of the people around us and their emotions. And in case you're already sold on medical improv and want to incorporate it into your life, Nick had some advice about how to do that for our listeners at home. The first thing I would recommend is if there is a place to take improv classes near where you are, do that. There's no better way to do it than to jump jump right into it. Um, if that's not possible, uh, I would just recommend that everybody try to approach their lives with the spirit of yes and, which basically is saying, yes, I see where you're coming from and I'm going to be open uh, to uh, share some of myself with you as well or share how that makes me feel. When you do improv normally you're taking that element of yes and and saying yes what you said is true and going from there but I think it also can translate into sort of a a glass half full way of looking at at life so it's not like a hardcore exercise it's more sort of a a philosophy I hope that uh, everybody leaves the class and and keeps sort of that uh, positive approach to whatever it is that they do do because I know that everybody is doing very different things every day. So whether it's going to class and sort of uh, asking yourself, okay, what what do I like about this class? What do I need to absorb? Um, or uh, if you're meeting a new patient, sort of asking yourself like, oh, how do I think they're feeling? How can I put myself in their shoes? Um, those would be the main things I hope people take away. It's just uh, trying to see the sunny side of life. One thing I really appreciated about the class structure was that people from all stages of medical training were put in the same room, and I had a lot of opportunities to interact with other med students and also residents and physicians in this common space of improv. I had the opportunity to ask some of my classmates about how their medical improv experience was, and I'll share that audio with you now. Christina Kwan, and I'm a urogynecologist. I practice. I have a private practice here in New York City, um, and uh, I signed up for this class mainly because it was one of those opportunities just popped up in my email, uh, asking if there were openings and asking if one wanted to participate. And I decided, well, let's just try it. What the heck? Do you have a background in acting or improv? No, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, it actually was something that's totally outside of my comfort zone completely. Um, uh, yeah, every, every week we had this class, I actually kind of dreaded it slightly before I came in, and 
knowing I would have a good time during it, but I also kind of was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to have to get up there and do this again. I signed up for this. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting from the classes? I, I'm not really sure. Um, I think I was uh, actually, I wanted to see how it was going to actually connect to medicine. Um, and I wasn't quite sure in the beginning when we started it um, if it was actually going to be really applicable or just something that would be a personal development kind of thing. Um, but uh, over time, I really started to see how much it was helping, uh, how much applicability it had to my everyday work in terms of talking to people, how to react in different situations, um, things that I'm very uncomfortable with, how do I respond, um, and that was super helpful. The class has been really helpful for that. That's great. What were your favorite parts of the class? Uh, I think interacting with the other participants was really fantastic. Um, I think that's one of the things that keeps me taking these classes, to be honest, um, that I get to meet different people from the medical center that I wouldn't have an opportunity to meet. Um, and that's always been uh, a, real, a, a real blessing, actually, an unexpected surprise when I first started to take these. Have you taken other NYU Medical Humanities seminars? Uh, yeah, um, I, took, uh, I took two other ones, one on creative writing and one on, uh, which I thought was going to be a writing class, but it ended up being more of a, um, you would write things and then we would talk about what feelings were uh, behind the writing that we did. Nice. And um, going forward, is there more improv in your future? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun, but I think that uh, I will much rather watch Nick do it on stage himself. So. <laughs> Got it. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add uh, about uh, your experience? I think this was a great uh, hidden opportunity for medical professionals. I think they all should take experience this type of uh, classes or uh, workshops. Uh, anyone can get benefit out of it really will help your communication and listening skills. Uh, so I'm Jason Way. I'm a first-year medical student here at NYU. Um, yeah. What made you sign up for this class? So uh, I took a drama class in college, and I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed the improv part of it the most, uh, but we didn't get that much experience with the improv. Uh, a lot of it was uh, script acting. So this was really fun. To I just saw this opportunity. I thought it'd be really fun to just try and you know, do some more improv and hopefully improve my communication skills some more. That's great. Uh, how has the class been compared to your expectations? What did you think you learned from it? Uh, I think it was a good opportunity to just get a lot of practice in terms of getting up and speaking in front of people and, uh, you know, just saying things confidently and um, just saying, yeah, just saying things confidently. Great. What were your favorite parts of the class? I really like the activities where we interacted with other people, like the scenes where uh, we had to work with someone else uh, and sort of play off what they're doing, and you sort of change your behavior to match theirs. I thought it was very interactive, and it was kind of a surprise each time, so that was really fun. And going forward, uh, do you foresee more improv in your future? How will you use this class uh, in your medical education? Uh, I just I feel like the skills, the communication skills you learn here are uh, really applicable for just talking to patients in general as a doctor or as a medical student. And I'm not sure about taking more classes in the future. Uh, if it's offered again, I think it'd be really fun to do with Nick and a similar group of people.
practice is really great environment to get your confidence. I'm a, a physician in NYU. Uh, this first time I attended medical intro class. Every activity we play um, can relate to the, our work dealing with the patient. And if you generalize, can relate to the, your life. Uh, I remember almost every activity, the Nick always uh, asked like, can you relate it to the medicine? At the beginning of a few class, I think, no, not related. And then later on, I get more, I feel almost every uh, activity we play related to the medicine. Across the board, it seemed like my classmates really enjoyed their medical improv experience, as did I. And I think we all left the class with a greater sense of appreciation for the role of improv in medicine, and I hope to see more of it being applied in the future. I just wanted to leave you with some standard improv exercises that you can try out at home in your everyday life with your colleagues, classmates. As Nick mentioned, yes and is one of the classic games you can play. So basically how that works is you build a scene with a partner line by line, the caveat being that you have to start your line with yes and, and the scenes don't have to be long. They could be one minute, two minutes tops, um, and that's a great game to start off with. Another improv game that I really enjoyed that we did was one where everybody gathers round in a circle. One person starts off the game by entering the middle of the circle and makes a funny sound while making a funny gesture or action until somebody else joins them in the circle. And then the next person creates a new sound and a new gesture and it just keeps on going. And I feel like it was a really good way to warm up, to loosen up the class, to get people feeling comfortable about being silly. The third exercise I'm gonna share with you is one where your group is given a random word uh, by the instructor in this case, and you have a limited amount of time to fashion yourselves into a physical representation of that word with only your bodies. And the caveat here is that no talking is allowed. So you have to be able to communicate non-verbally and as a group. So I think this scream really teaches that collaboration and it also helps warm up your physical body in moving around the space. The fourth game I'm gonna tell you about is um, one where you give a speech, but instead of using words, you have to use numbers. You can count numbers. The context is given by a third party, so they could tell you that you're giving a motivational speech, uh, a weather report, or a wedding toast, and any of those situations can apply, but the only numbers you can say are one, two, three, four, five, and so on, and how you say those words determines what impression your audience gets. So I think this is a great exercise to think about your intonation. And the last one I'll leave you off with is an exercise where you and the person next to you say two random words simultaneously. And then the next two people have to say a word that relates to both words previously said again at the same time. And this continues in a circle until two people say the same word at the same time. And this is a really great exercise in getting on the same page with other partners in the room because you have to be thinking about similarities between words. And in an improv scene, it's really important to be on the same page when you're building a scene. And it's also important to be on the same page working with colleagues um, 
towards a common goal for your patient. So these are five quick games that you can try out at your next party and see how medical improv uh, changes your life. This episode was brought to you by the Master Scholars Program in Humanistic Medicine at the NYU School of Medicine. A special thanks for their sponsorship in making this episode possible. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at doctorswhocreate at gmail.com. Or tweet us at doctorscreate. Or check out our website, doctorswhocreate.com, to listen to our podcast episodes and also to check out other articles and profiles of physicians who are creative. Intro music brought to you by the band Night Float.